Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Just another manic Monday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Oh, I'm so happy you're back. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Jake Scott coming at you live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton is back across the glass from me and safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only Gordon Monson. Gordon, I'm, I'm looking at that bald, beautiful dome right now. Austin is back on the show after a week hiatus. It's yeah. good to see you, buddy. The, the hair plug surgery didn't quite take. No, not <laughs> It was not good yet. to have a week off. Yeah. Austin, Austin, with, with your handsome looks, uh, don't ever do that because you are one of those people who pull it off masterfully. Well, I appreciate uh, the, the false sense of uh, confidence you've just instilled in me and the no. lies you're perpetrating. No, uh, by the no way, lie. I, I'll no never lie. do it just because what Joe Buck that had his vocal cords paralyzed somehow from getting <laughs> hair plugs? From hair plugs? Yeah. Well, well it, it, what Gordon just described right there will, in my opinion, from now on be called the Mike Malone. Okay. And he had the and he had the the gall to say no no this group grew back I've just been shaving my head for yeah, years uh-huh. just because I like the look of it all and then all of a sudden he's got a just a mane rolling and he's like yeah what are you talking about I didn't get any surgery well, come I, on Mike you're not fooling anybody <laughs> I was talking to a friend about that very thing and Mike had uh, coronavirus uh-huh. and we thought well maybe that's a, a side effect maybe that happens hair so, growth <laughs> it's, a, it's an added bo- it's the one bonus the, the one, one silver thing. lining that's either that or he's lying to us all which he is you absolutely choose. lying to no, us all no it was all. low maintenance I just shaved it I, mean, hey, Austin, I, I heard this somewhere along the line that uh, that not having hair is like a sign, a true sign of masculinity. Were you were reading my diary again, were you? No, 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 no. That's science. Was it from Vin Diesel Academy or what? That is not science. science. Yes, it is. It's science. Science. It is a sign of masculinity. And see, the, other thing, the other thing about what Austin, and this sounds like I'm being so complimentary, and but it's, it's completely genuine. Uh, they say... <laughs> that when you pile a bunch of knowledge into your into your brain, sometimes your hair falls out because there's not room for it. Yeah, well, they're lying. That's also science. Because I'm here Although, doing this with you. Albert Einstein, <laughs> he, he was pretty smart. But the first part that I said is absolutely true, at least according to science journals. I, uh, I I consulted the uh, New England Journal of Fact the other day, <laughs> and uh, I discovered that uh, uh, sports columnists actually tend to be more feminine. That's that's what I. 
I, I looked that up in the in the New England Journal of Fact. Well, see, this that. is this is where you're wrong. Even though I complimented Austin for his masculinity, I will say that go ahead and say that all you want, but I'm telling you right now, the women can relate to me. It's always been that way. My friends, it, my friends, think that? no, no, my friends used to come up to me and say, how in the world do you do it? A schmuck like you, you know, I could just relate to women. And then That's he had not bases true. empty grand slam left handed. No, no, both of those stories are absolutely 100 percent verified. You know, I, I once again uh, delved into the, the New England Journal of Fact, and uh, I discovered that 100% of the time, somebody starts something out with, a friend of mine came up and told me once, 100% of the time, that is false. Wait, wait, wait. Not true. And, and look, if you, you want proof of that, call Lisa. She'll tell I you. I don't want proof of that. So no you don't, you're afraid of the truth. Pass. You're afraid. Hey, I've got a message. I've got a, a thought of the day. Can I give a thought for the day? Should it be what are, what are we going to do? Say no? <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking permission. Nope, if split you, story. Nope, split story it is. We've got a football game to talk about. <laughs> okay. What's your thought, Gordon? It is this. And all y'all in the car, wherever you are at home, just pull out a pen and write this down. Oh, boy. All right? You too, Jake. Not a chance. This is it. Aim low. Quit often, make excuses, and expect the worst. And? That's my thought. Good. I totally agree. <laughs> I thought you would. If you aim I low, thought... <laughs> uh, you're bound to uh, succeed once in a while. <laughs> oh, brother. Should that, be the, should that be the motto for the big show? Well, yeah, I've been living the old can't win, don't try motto for a long time. <laughs> I have a bumper sticker with that, that saying on it, and it's uh, <laughs> it words to live by. Yeah, aim low, man. You have huh? a bumper sticker on your Porsche? No, oh, it's, yeah. it's a bumper sticker that I have that I have up on my bookshelf in my office. Oh, wait, hold on. This is a, a, a incredible vanity test for Gordon. Oh, Gordon, if you want to prove to us that you are not a vain person, we need to we need to get a bumper sticker on the Ferrari. We got we to gotta get a bumper sticker on the Ferrari. <laughs> I've had this bumper sticker since like 1987. OK, so now and pull off the, the back and go put it on your car <laughs> and do it a little askew while you're at it. it not, need, not perfectly not perfect. straight, yeah. It needs to just be slapped on there, but it has to be in a spot where people can see it. This is, this is the vanity. I mean, Austin, and I'd be happy to pick your bumper sticker for you, oh, but yeah. in this particular circumstance, I'm fine really with whatever. Uh, and you're saying that this would, it would drive just as well. It would just prove that I, I'm not vain. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're really testing the limits today, aren't you? <laughs> oh, I, I can't believe we haven't thought of this before. No, I just always wonder. I always wondered about people that put all those bumper stickers on the back of their car. I mean, every once in a while, I'll see one that I think that's really clever. But when I see multiple ones on there, I think, okay, what, what are we doing here? I, what are we doing here? Gordon needs a Feel the Burn 2016 <laughs> bumper sticker. 
<laughs> so badly. Oh, uh, we need to. Be, okay, there's Gordon, a million on this, eBay. You know what? If you if you slap a bumper sticker on that bad boy and don't sell the car, because I could see you putting the bumper sticker on there and be like, oh, I sold that car, uh, and rocked it around town in a non-COVID environment for a long time. Because that's the other thing. I could see you agreeing to this now because you're not really going anywhere. You'd be like, oh yeah, sure, I'll do that. But then as soon as uh, life gets back to normal, you're like, oh, I I sold that car because I. I wanted a different one. My timing was impeccable in that regard. I bought my most recent car um, in February, <laughs> just in time to park it in the garage. Uh, well, you, can still, you can still drive it around. I, I have. I've driven it around a little bit. Okay, so, so bumper sticker on the car, and it's got to stay there for at least a couple of years. Uh, let me think about that. Oh, that is a brilliant idea, because I'm sure you can get custom bumper stickers made. What, uh, what what are you going to put on the bumper? Oh, oh so, Austin, that was just in my ear. Uh, let's get open mic suggestions on what Gordon should have for a bumper sticker. Because we can get a custom done. <laughs> can, throw it on the back of the Ferrari. I, I got mean, a bad feeling about oh, this. Oh, this is going to be sweet. The direction is going to be rather pointed straight at my forehead, I have a feeling. All right. So, open mic feature on the Zone Sports Network app. <laughs> What should Gordon get for a bumper a nice sticker? I drive a nice car. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I, I, that's a great place to start right there. I have a nice car. That's I told you about the on listener. On a bumper sticker? The yes. listener who gave yes. me that on a keychain. You know? <laughs> Incredible. Oh, the possibilities. All right, open mic, please. Let's get a zillion of these things going if we can. You can also tweet at us if you want. At Jake, uh, at Jake Scott's own, at Gordon Monson, at Austin Horton. Uh, Gordon's going to prove that he is not a vain person <laughs> by putting a bumper sticker on his nice car. What should that bumper sticker say? Oh, my. Wow. Oh, my. This is going to be a good day. You know what? It's game day. I'm in I'm in a terrific mood. Uh Let's let's get to it. In fact, Gordon, let's talk some football. Oh, football. It's time for the split story of the day. The kind it's, of car you drive has nothing to do with vanity. I have a nice car. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Their offensive line is well-schooled. They're veteran group. You can tell they're well-coached just by the way they play. They're well-coached and they're physical. So those are bad combinations, you know, and they, they know what they're doing. But Zach Wilson, he just does so many different things. You know, a lot of this stuff comes off the run game, but he's a guy that can get on the edge and I've said this before he can throw on the run he can throw from different angles you know I mean he doesn't have to have his feet set and you know he can sidearm it similar to a lot of Mahomes stuff just you know his angle of his, his ball release is at different places he just finds a way to get the ball completed but just the things they do with him moving the pocket their run game their physical line their matchup problems that Bushman presents there's a ton of issues like I said he's been playing for a while too this Zach Wilson been playing there for a while so he knows their system inside and out so it's gonna be a tough game for us ken niamato lolo right there and obviously that uh, clip was pre-news uh about matt bushman and his unfortunate injury but we have a football game tonight involving a local team gordon byu navy from annapolis kickoff will be at six o'clock 
And uh, our pregame coverage here on the Zone Sports Network begins at 5. And, of course, we'll have postgame coverage for you as well. And, uh, Gordon, I'm, I'm excited to watch some college football tonight, man. College football, that's right. I tried to watch a little of that Memphis game the other day, uh, but uh, just I uh, wasn't quite feeling it. But, um, look, I know a little something about exaggeration even though 99.9% of what I say is true, okay. including the Grand Slam that uh, was disparagingly tossed The stories aside. that I tell are 99%, 99.5%, 100 facts. Okay, mister, <laughs> I have friends Vera. coming up to me asking me how, why I'm so good with women. Yeah, <laughs> you don't exaggerate at all. <laughs> that was a long time ago, by the way. But anyway... Uh, uh, Ken comparing Zach Wilson to Patrick Mahomes, I think, might have been a, a bit of a reach there. But uh, anyway, who who was famous for doing that? By the way, was it Lou Holtz who was famous for doing that, talking about his opponent every week like they were the San Francisco Forty Niners? Uh, you know yeah, what I'm talking about? Yeah, I mean, that all coaches have a little bit of it, obviously. But I I think he was the one who made it famous. Like they're playing William and Mary next week, and he's like, oh man. So I, prepare, I prepared for some tough games before, but, but he just... he brings up a great point with Zach Wilson. Which Zach Wilson are we going to see? Are we going to see the Zach Wilson that was kind of thrilling that people were pretty excited about? Or are we going to see the Zach Wilson who who uh, struggled a year ago, being careless with some of his throws and costing his team victory against lesser opponents? Really, um, which one? I don't know. Uh, they say he's healthy, he's ready to go, and if that's true, you would think that he he would be fairly sharp. You know, the, the storylines in a college football season are, are so funny. And sometimes I think, you know, when you get away from it and get some time to digest it, you know, you can, you can look at it with a little more clarity. But just in the moment, I mean, talking about your opinion right there, uh, last season, this guy beat Tennessee on the road in historic fashion. You remember the ending of yeah. that game and how amazing that was? And uh, was it Micah Simon making that big play, right? Uh, and that Tennessee team turned out to not uh, not be a bad team, by the way. Uh, then beating USC? I mean, the USC that just uh, uh, stomped on the Utes the very next week, right? I guess not stomped on. That's that's a bit of an exaggeration, but I think you get my point. Uh, and played really well in those games. And then has an injury, struggles coming back from it, and, and did those things you're talking about, Gordon. But I guess my long and short of it, my point is, I have no reason not to expect the Zach Wilson that, uh, that we saw, the good Zach Wilson last year. I, I have, he's got a great offensive line. He's going to miss Bushman, of course. But I think he's got the tools to go out there and, and prove what kind of quarterback he is. And I'm, you know, if if you're going glass half full or glass half empty, I'm 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 on half full mode, man. I, I expect Zach Wilson to be pretty good. Well, he beat out a couple of pretty good quarterbacks who are behind him, and that tells you that he's been fairly sharp. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see because this Navy team, this Navy program, is not to be—it's not to be tossed uh, to the side. This uh, Navy, you know, this team was ranked last year. This is a good. This is a good program. Uh, Niamatololo has done a fantastic job with that offense, and I really think that Zach Wilson is going to be counted upon to keep up 
with the offense because I have my doubts about whether BYU's defense can stop that run. They struggled in that regard last year. How will they do? Assignment sound football. Will they be able to be disciplined? Will they, first of all, have the athleticism uh, to, to be where they need to be, to fight off those blocks that are notorious, and to be in the right place at the right time to make the right play? That's, that's a tall ask for a team that wasn't exactly uh, great against the run. A year ago. So, yeah. So Zach's going to have to do what's necessary behind that big, uh, talented offensive line to deliver the ball where it needs to be. And maybe they can play some power football because, obviously, BYU's linemen are bigger than Navy's line, defensive linemen. You know, you listen to Hans and uh, in players that play against uh, service academies. It's all about just doing your job and not getting distracted. And that makes a lot of sense, right, with, with option football, is they're going to try to the, – the whole premise of that offense is trying to disguise what you're going to do to get a jump on the defense. I mean, that's, that's the entire purpose. So right. you have to stay in, the, in your right place at the right time all the time. And it may not be glamorous, but, but that's what you've got to do. Because you know this about serv- service academies in general, but uh, particularly this one, they're going to be well coached. Yes. They're not going to make a mistake. They're not. They're they're always disciplined. Even when the teams aren't good, they're never an easy win because of the way they play and because they're not going to make mistakes. The only way you would cause them to make mistakes is to overpower them, and then you might see a loose ball now and again. But Hans will tell tell you that uh, this this particular offense, you got to find the ball before you do anything. It's in there somewhere, right? You got to tackle everybody. And I kind of, you know, being a skyline grad, I'm partial to the uh, to the option <laughs> offense. Can I let me ask you this question, uh, albeit slightly political, because I find it hilarious uh, listening to Hans, who, of course, was a D lineman, but uh, many ex players uh, complain about playing service academies. And I want to know from you, Gordon, uh, is, is that unpatriotic? No, not when you're playing <laughs> against them, because they 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 take the rules. Let's say they they. They go right up to the edge. Oh, you mean that? with the with, cut blocks and whatnot? With, with the blocks. The chop blocks? <laughs> they, go, they, they go right up to the edge of, is that a you know, dirty play or See, not? And, play, and, and you're right, players hate that. Oh, they just complain. And I, oh, and I yeah. laugh because I, I, it's not funny per se, but you can tell how much they you know, really hated playing against the service academies. So is, is complaining about that, is that unpatriotic? Because you have to walk that line, right? Like, hey, I really support what you're doing and serving our country and all, but wow, you're a dirty player. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, here's the thing. that uh, Through the years when, when BYU and Utah were playing Air Force on a regular basis, and that offense was so difficult to stop sometimes, that that was the good news. The good news, well, the bad news is that Air Force may have just beaten you. But the good news is those are the people who are training to defend our country. You know, those determined, disciplined people. Yeah. By any means. <laughs> you like that mentality when it comes to uh, uh, service men and women, no doubt. But playing against them on the football team, probably a little bit. Well, uh, think about it. I mean, if you're if you have a commander uh, being in the air, being on the on the sea, being on the ground and they are rather ingenious in figuring out creative ways to defeat the opposition, we probably should celebrate that, right? Absolutely. Certainly that mentality. 
Uh, and uh, they're, they're, as a result, uh, their teams are always disciplined. I mean, when you're talking Air Force, Navy, and more recently, certainly Army, whose football program has improved over the past several years. Um, yeah, really- Air Force. Air Force was the first of it, man. I, and then that that spread like uh, like uh, all kinds of. Well, I don't even want to say the word fire with the way with what's going on these days, but it, it just it just was uh, impressive what uh, Air Force could do. And so the other guys, I think the other ones figured it out from Air Force. Am I misremembering that? Well, I think Army and Navy have been around so long playing football that I'm sure it's been up and down and up and down and up and down again. I don't know who you give credit to. I'm sure Army in 1908 was awesome. Yeah. Well, they've had a couple of Heisman Trophy winners there at Navy. I mean, so somebody knew something about what they were doing. Wasn't he a Navy guy? Staubach, yeah. And uh, the – but – I went back and watched uh, the BYU Navy game, or at least parts of it, uh, in 19, for the 1989 game uh, today, earlier today, just to see if they what they were doing back then. And they make it tough, man. The Cougars won that game 31 to 10, but it was I think it was like 14 to 10 late in the second half. And even back then, and Detmer was winging the ball around doing it. By the way. Uh, uh, Bellini was a hell of a player. Uh, BYU fans know that. You remember Mark Bellini? Mm-hmm. Or was it Matt? Matt, Matt Bellini. I remember Bellini. Yeah, his brother Mark played for the Cougars as well. But what a, what a talented offensive player he was. And you know who else was, was picking up chunks of yardage in that game? Fred Whittingham. How about that? <laughs> yeah, but Ty Detmer throwing it around, doing what the Cougars did back in the day. And that game was played back in Annapolis, and the Cougars found a way to distance themselves in that in that fourth quarter. But it, they, they were doing it back then, too. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah, they've been doing this for quite some time. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up right around the, cor- uh, the corner. Keep the suggestions coming for the Gordon Monson bumper sticker. because no, uh, We've got don't. some good ones coming in at Jake Scott's own, at Gordon Monson, at Austin Horton as well. Uh, and I really want to get the open mics going today. If you've got the Zone Sports Network uh, the, the app, go to the open mic feature, record up to 15 seconds of audio, hit send, and it's going right to Austin Horton. What are you doing? Move it around. Well, that's not an answer. I mean, what for what purpose? Uh, I went over and picked up a sandwich. My wife made uh, Okay. Me. All right. And it, it tastes uh, so good. So glad we it can give you an so opportunity good. to eat uh, the sandwich. Did you hear me moving around right then? Yes. Holy cow. I hope I don't. Like you're organizing the library. Right. It sounds oh, like oh, you geez. were breaking up concrete or something. I mean, uh, I, hope I, I hope I don't you know, pass gas during the show or okay, something. Okay, that's it. 975 no, no, I mean, and 1280 The Zone. Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the day today, John Cougar, Mellencamp, selected by Austin and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. For the latest tour news and artist insight, check them out at livenation.com. Uh, Austin asked uh, right before we came on the air, is his middle name Cougar? 
And uh, no, that, that, but hasn't he gone back and forth like three times where one minute is just John Mellencamp and the next there's a cougar in there or something? And he's also been known as Johnny Cougar. Really? No when Mellencamp, I fir- yeah. When I first heard of him, I, th- I think it was John Cougar. But then he switched it to Mellencamp, I think. Quite creative, just- though, on Austin's front, I will say. Uh, cougar. The Cougars are playing today. Real quick on the bumper sticker front. We've got some good ideas coming in here on uh, on Twitter. Uh, let's see here. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, Gordon always tries to tell us that he's not vain while driving around in his Maserati. And we'd say that's obviously ridiculous, and you just say you enjoy driving. And uh, so if you want to prove to us that you are not vain, you go put a bumper sticker on the nice car, and we're, we're getting ideas of what to put on said bumper sticker. Uh, you'll like this one. Our friend Steve Shaw tweets and he says, my humility made me put this on here. <laughs> Our listeners are pretty darn close. This, this is a longtime listener here from Utah Jams Senior who says Gordon's bumper sticker, honk to see my weenus. <laughs> that's a long wow. time. That's a long that's time go- listener. Yeah. That's going back 20, what, 20 Probably not quite 20 years. years. No, that's because that's during the Monson word of the day. That was right around like 05, 06. So like Mm. 13 years. Mm. 15 years. Uh, Adam uh, Ray King on Twitter says, two words for Gordon's bumper sticker, Heisman Schmeisman. (laughs) Heisman Schmeisman. Heisman Schmeisman. Man, that really turned out to be true, didn't it? It definitely did. I was right on the money with that one. Once again, another example of, you know, maybe get some coaching experience, even though he was a great player. Rub your weenus. <laughs> I love well, a little giggle there. So, no, so everyone knows the weenus is the skin that's on the end of your elbow. And uh, I, at least that's what My I'm weenus told. has no feeling. <laughs> yeah, just wanted to clarify. You've always been this way. You know, you haven't you haven't changed a bit over the years. <laughs> I'm getting old. But other than that, you still giggle at funny sounding words like my, a, my, like a 9-year-old. My daughter told me uh, yesterday that I'm really young for my age. Was she just being nice? What yes. does that mean? Do I seem like an old fart to you guys? Very much so. Really? Hmm. Because I thought they sounded rather boyish. Boyish? <laughs> like a little boy? No, let, me, let me, let me, young at heart. Uh, let me say you don't sound like a little boy. No. Okay. Well, well we're not I trying didn't... to put you down, Gordon. We, we, we think you're. I, I take it back. We think you're very young. Very young. Okay. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. Okay. All right. Yeah. But if anything really bad happens to me, I just wanted to say I appreciate it. It's been a good run. Oh, wow. No. Don't. <laughs> I tell you, we come in from an up-tempo record. <laughs> Got to talk about Gordon dying. Get easy there. Easy there, Tiger. Okay. We're just teasing you about being from a different generation than us. That's all. Yeah. We're just okay. we're just having a little bit of the fun. Let's not let's let's not go let's not go there. Okay. All right. Let's let's stay away from there. <laughs> but but if anything does happen to me, I just want I just want everyone to know I I appreciate the listeners. I appreciate you guys. You've been you've been really good to me. 
Jeez. All right, so here's my here's my vote for the bumper sticker. <laughs> Still above ground. <laughs> oh my. Uh, what a morbid turn. I'm afraid that if I put that on my bumper sticker, I might meet an unfortunate demise in my car. Oh, man. Okay, keep those suggestions coming on what Gordon's bumper sticker should be. What a, what a weird way to go, way to turn. Gordon Monson was a columnist for the Salt Lake Tribune since 1993. He also wrote for the L.A. Times and L.A. Daily News. His greatest accomplishment was showering with Greg Ostertag. Greg? Tag invited me into the shower area once. I showered with Tag? Is that what the bumper sticker <laughs> Yeah, I saw all seven foot one on Greg Oster Tag. Yeah. Where do you want to go from there, Gordon? I'm not bailing you out this time. What? We're talking some football today. We right? are? Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Mm. We're we're talking. Uh, football. Yeah, BYU, Navy. Uh, and this is one of the better games on BYU's schedule, Gordon, to transition to football. Um, and uh, there's a big, long feature out at uh, ESPN.com. Let me see who it was uh, written by. Alex Scarborough and Ryan McGee uh, headlined, How to Remake an Entire College Football Schedule in Just One Month. Uh, pretty amazing <laughs> getting into the work that uh, that Tom Homo has has done. And uh, this this game is I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, Gordon. This is going to be a matchup of two teams that should be pretty good. It's the best college football game that's been played uh, so far. It's it's going to be on prime time. Uh, I would guess that it's going to get a really good number from an audience standpoint. And it's an opportunity for BYU to go out there and show their stuff. And, and the the hard part for me in this uh, situation, I'm excited for BYU, but part of me thinks, man, this I think this BYU team has a chance to be pretty good. And I would have been I would have wanted to see it up against that schedule. First of all, when you said that, it, it, it a thousand echoes in my mind from Lavelle Edwards who said those very words every year at the beginning of a season. Okay. <laughs> we have a chance to be a pretty good football team. Uh, and yeah, they do. Uh, now the opportunity is theirs, as you said. Uh, this is on ESPN, right? Yep, big ESPN. And, yeah. So, like you said, it's gonna it's gonna get a big number. People are hungry for college football. Navy is a good team. They were ranked last year. They beat uh, Kansas State in the bowl game. BYU disappointing season last year, maybe, and they sort of maybe could have done a little better. Uh, made some mistakes against inferior opponents, but talented nonetheless and here we are you have an opportunity you have the nation's eyes looking upon you don't blow it don't go out there and get lost on the defensive side of the ball and let navy run all over you because they've done that to uh, probably better teams than byu will be this year they've got to be disciplined on that defensive side play that option correctly don't get sloppy with it. And uh, you, so, in other words, they have an opportunity. So will they take advantage of that? Uh, as far as the rest of their schedule goes, Navy's their best opponent, right? Uh, yes, I think so. Well, Army, I think, is decent. Um, but, yeah, there's there's some – yeah, Houston, has. how good are they going to be this year? They yeah, were supposed to return a whole bunch of seniors, remember, that uh, decided to hold out last year. 
including uh, the the quarterback, and I think he may have transferred away. But yeah, I'm not I think sure, yeah. didn't Dana Holgerson chase him all away? I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how good Houston's uh, supposed to be. So this might be the best opponent. Awesome. Maybe we're, we're maybe. used to that with BYU. Their first game being their best opponent. Maybe lost that, that terrific quarterback they had a year ago. There's wasn't he like second in the country in rushing or something? Uh, Aren't they and all? So, yeah, but they do have a couple of running backs. Really, uh, were quite productive last year. So it, it's the same drill. It's the same thing that BYU has had to face all those years when they played the Air Force, and they've had all season, all off season, all camp to sort of prepare for this because they have Navy and Army back-to-back, which is kind of nice for them to be able to prepare that way. Except for they also have to, you know, play Navy and Army back-to-back. Right. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Although they have a week in between, don't they? Uh, yeah, I think so, right. But but at the same time, you know, Kairos Tonga is going to need a week in between these two <laughs> games. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see. This this is what makes it so interesting. So they have some talent. Will that talent come to the fore against a team which is built around deceiving you, at least uh, if you're a defensive player? So, And then, we, like we talked about, Zach Wilson, how effective will he be out of the gate? Uh, you would think that they would be able to move the ball against Navy's defense. But, I mean, these guys, these midshipmen, they're tough, man. They are tough characters, like we talked about in the last segment, and most of them are are uh, motivated. They don't give up. They fight you to the end, and BYU has to contend with that. So that's good stuff on the road. Of course, the stadium will be virtually empty, right? Yeah, I think the the uh, what is it the brigadiers or what are they called brigade brigade? Excuse me. I think the brigade can be in the stadium, right? The student brigade. Oh, last I saw was the the waiver had been denied. Oh, it was. Okay. But that was, you know, I've missed a week, so you guys would know better. No, they probably, if if, uh, I haven't seen any latest news since they announced that they were going to try and do that to begin with. So, anyway, hey, real quick, and I'm not making fun because uh, BYU's playing, and I think it's awesome, but can we play name BYU's opponent's mascot with you real quick, Gordon? No cheating. goat? No cheating. All right? Navy's mascot. Navy's mascot is a goat. No, no, no. Like the Navy midshipman. Sorry, what what word do you want me to use? Their oh, nick- the nickname. nickname. The nickname? Yeah. nickname, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what about it? So, all right, Navy. Army. They're, uh, they're the uh, something knights. Black knights. Black knights. Yeah, that counts. All right, Troy. Uh, Troy. Uh, Trojans? The Trojans of Troy, correct. All right, you, uh, Texas San Antonio. Uh, the Roadrunners. Wow, good one. I don't think I would have gotten that one. All right, Houston. Oh, wait. Uh, are you cheating? No. You just, okay. No. You just I swear to you. The Roadrunners. No. Come on. No, I knew that. Uh, I Houston. thought I knew it. All right, Houston. Houston Cougars. Texas State. Uh, <laughs> Texas State. Uh, <laughs> the Eagles? The Bobcats. Bobcats, okay. Western Kentucky. Oh, I should know that. Yeah, because they they've been on the basketball land front for a, for a minute. I don't know if I would have known it if I were blindsided like I'm doing to you right now. But when you hear it, you'll go, "Oh man, I should have known that." Uh, the uh, Mountaineers. Close. The Hilltoppers. The Hilltoppers. Okay. Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. And then finally, the final home game, November 21st, against North Alabama. Uh, the Rabbits. No, not even close. The Lions. 
The Lions. Okay. So there you go. You, you know what, Gordon? I got to tell you, you did a lot better than I probably would have done. Uh, well, I would so, not have known Roadrunners, and I'm still not certain I believe you did either. But uh, no, Jake, I'm not lying to you. Come on, okay. I had no clue. Right. I, I was just going off of the the corners of my mind. Well, but, that was a uh, good pull. Good on you, buddy. That was a good pull. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're talking a lot of football, obviously, today. Uh, Jared Lloyd uh, from the Provo Daily Herald is going to be on the show at 3.30. Stay tuned. It is the big show, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Stay tuned. Jared Lloyd's going to join us at 3.30, so stay tuned for that. When do we want to play uh, Hans's song? Do we want to do that coming up in the next segment? Because we don't have... And, and play that, because we don't have uh, Drop of the Day today. And I feel like we, we probably should play that song, I, especially since Hans tried to deflect his own embarrassment by making fun of me. I feel like that, that just is reasoning for us to play it. So what do you think, Gordon? Should we play it at the, in the 3 o'clock? We'll do a What's Going On. We'll, we'll make it a part of What's Going On. You want to do that? Sure. I, I have not heard it, so I'm looking forward to it. Was well, it embarrassing to him? Well, just to give a little preview. So it, it's kind of a mashup of two hands bits. Okay. Okay. On the one hand, Hans admitted that he, uh, uh, when he was younger, had a thing for Angela Lansbury. <laughs> and weird. then uh, the other side of it, Hans read some Mariah Carey lyrics on the air last week. And so Johnny Lightfoot put that together to a, a song, basically, of Hans uh, singing about Angela. Wow. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. Hans, Hans has a good voice. He's not really singing; he's more reading. You'll get the point. But okay. it's it is pretty. Right. It is it's very pretty, William Shatner esque. It is pretty hilarious. <laughs> Do you think Tommy Matola knew that Mariah was writing those? We didn't talk about this last week. Do you think he knew that he was writing? Uh, she was writing those lyrics about Derek Jeter. The story goes, Gordon, that Mariah wrote two love songs on her album Butterfly about Derek Jeter and uh, some Ooh. some time they spent together while oh. she was uh, <laughs> while she was married to Tommy Mottola, who happened to be the head of Sony Records at the time. Do you publish those? You'd be like, you know what? We're going to leave these two songs off this album. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's going to make you some money, uh, so. you know. Anyway, uh, Hans read hey, the Austin, lyrics. Hans read the lyrics on the air, and they are they are very Chesterish. Austin, when we back in the day, didn't we have a list of all the uh, <clears throat> friends of Derek Jeter through the years? Scotty read one of those the other day. Yeah, they're out there. I mean, it's rather substantial. He was uh, a. a a famous, good-looking single guy. With a so lot of merchandise to pass around. Right. When you're a New York Yankees star, I guess. And you're, yeah. Okay. I always thought he was right. somewhat of an example for other athletes that uh, wanted to live that lifestyle. For those that don't, 
you know, by a, but but the fact that he didn't get married and then after he's retired and's like, okay, I'll settle down. That's when he got married. You know, if you want to experience many relationships, then don't get married. I never understood that. So let, let me ask you a question then. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, it's not exactly football related, but what do you do you when you meet somebody and you fall in love with them and they fall in love with you? Does it bother you at all? that they have had many, many partners in the past. In the case of Derek Jeter, many well-known partners. Would that be troublesome? Are you talking about yourself now? No, no. I'm just talking about what we were saying with that, Derek Jeter. That uh, uh, my wife didn't live in some bubble before we got married? Does that bother <laughs> no, me? That she no, had I... boyfriends before we got married? No, it doesn't. She wasn't in a tower? <laughs> But, I mean, you got to admit that Derek Jeter took it to the limit. What are you saying? His current wife should be be bothered by it? (laughs) No, I'm just saying I wonder if it does bother. Well, she knew that going in. Why would it bother her? I don't know. That's what I like about Jeter. He didn't really shy away from it. He was. was So you're saying that his – who's his wife now? I don't know her name, actually. Hannah something. Jeter. I guess that would be it, yeah. Should she should she be proud, or should she be intimidated, or should she be nothing? I'm sure she, she's she was proud the, of her relationship. What do you mean should be proud? I mean, she's a very very <laughs> very successful swimsuit model. Yeah. Oh, Hannah Davis is that her name? Sure, I think that may be it. Not a surprise you know her name, but yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think yeah. she cares. As soon as Gordon got swimsuit model into the into the brain, he's like, "Well, I've had all oh, those mem- I've had all those memorized since 1975." <laughs> 75. I think 75 was the year of the twins. But I uh, I don't uh, – uh, my this is my experience with the SI swimsuit issue. Do they still do that, by the way? Uh, is that it seemed like the women that I knew, including my wife, would look at it more than I did. I don't believe you. It's true. Yeah. Okay. That's true. All right. So I missed nothing when I was no, gone, did I? Yeah. You didn't miss a thing. It's all the no, same. No, we're, we're all <laughs> right back where we started. We're all equally going to get fired. <laughs> uh, we'll have what's going on coming up next. Stay tuned. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.